Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of McMinnville podcast. Founded in 2007, UUFM is a gathering place for people who embrace a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We are located in the heart of Oregon's Willamette Valley wine country. Please visit us on the web at macuuf.org, M-A-C-U-U-F dot org. And if you are ever in or near the McMinnville area, don't hesitate to stop by and visit us. UUFM gathers in love and service for justice and peace. The story of the flower communion. Reverend Kopak knew people needed the blessings of community. He lived in Prague, Czechoslovakia, and was the minister of a small Unitarian congregation. They met in a plain building. They had no music, no beautiful windows, and no coffee after the service. They came, they heard the sermon, and they left. Kopek wanted the people to understand the blessings of community. He wanted them to see, to feel, to understand what a blessing it was to come together every week, each bearing unique gifts and creating a rich and vibrant community. One Sunday, Reverend Kopeck asked everyone to bring a flower the next week, a budding branch, even a twig. What kind, they asked. You choose. What color, they asked. Each of you choose what you like. The next Sunday, the first day of summer, people came to church with flowers. They brought yellow daisies and purple roses. They brought white lilies and blue asters, dark blue pansies, and long branches with pale green leaves. The flowers spilled over, pink and purple, orange and gold, yellow and blue, filling all the vases they could find. We are like these flowers, Reverend Kopeck said. Different colors, different ages, different sizes. We are different in so many ways. But each of us is beautiful and important in our own way, like these flowers. All noticed how each flower was beautiful on its own, but also how they were absolutely spectacular together. The purpose of life, I believe, is to love the world with all of our heart our minds, and our souls, and to bless the world with our love, our passion, and our gifts. Flower communion reminds us to love the world. How easy is it to love the world when surrounded by flowers? They are so delicate, almost tender, with their soft as baby skin petals and vibrant colors. The pinks, the purples, the yellows, reds, orange, and whites. In all their forms, flowers are improbable, wonderful, and magical. How could life come up with so many ways to be beautiful? <coughs> flowers exist for plant reproduction. Their scents and colors lure pollinators that carry those precious flecks of yellow pollen from one flower to the next. This explanation makes flowers sound so reasonable but there's nothing reasonable about a rhododendron foaming with pink flowers. 
There is nothing reasonable about the scent of a lilac. I remember standing before the lilac's legacy wall of purple and greens and just breathing in deeply. I felt wonder, peace, joy, and grace. Even now, the scent of a lilac makes me feel that all is going to be okay. Surrounded by flowers, it is easy to love the world. At Flower Communion, we celebrate not just the beauty of flowers, but our own beauty and gifts, and each other's beauty and gifts. We are all like these flowers, just like Reverend Kopech said at the first Flower Communion. Different colors, different ages, different sizes. We are different in so many ways, but each of us is beautiful and important in our own way, like these flowers. Kopech reminded us that we each have a unique way of being and particular gifts that we bless the world with. We are beautiful and we do bloom. While it is always easy to see the beauty in a flower, it is not always easy to see the beauty in ourselves. Our culture shares ideas of perfection on human beauty, on intelligence, on what makes us worthy or good. American culture still holds on to the old Calvinistic idea that you can tell. You can tell worth. You can tell the saved and the good by what they display to the world. Degrees, salaries, job titles, houses, cars, body shapes, clothes, the places they traveled. We personally may not agree with those cultural standards of worthiness, but we still may have ideas about what makes people worthy. Maybe it is their intelligence or the list of books they've read, the hours of justice work, the success of their children, or maybe we don't even hold those standards for others, but we might certainly have a list of what makes us unworthy and lacking in beauty. We become obsessed with our flaws. We are not smart enough or fast enough or organized enough. We may not be creative or interesting. We don't understand the newest technology or we don't speak clearly. We can be forgetful, inexperienced, too young, too old. We do not see our beauty. We don't see our loveliness. But what if we did not try so hard to be what we think we should be? What if we just basked in the sun like a flower blossom, got nourished by the rain and the earth? What if we were simply still? The poet says, and you, what if your rushed and useful life 
Imagine setting it all down. Papers, plans, appointments, everything. Leaving only a note. Gone to the fields to be lovely. I'll be back when I'm through blossoming. <laughs> what if we could go to the fields and bloom into just who we are? What if we went and simply loved our own loveliness? Some people can do this, and they're blessed. Others have experienced such moments washing over them, unbidden and unasked for. For most of us, though, we have times in our lives when we need help discovering our loveliness. And this is why we need beloved community. We need community that sees what is wonderful, what is special, and what is remarkable about us. And sometimes it is necessary to reteach a thing that it is lovely. To put a hand on the brow of its flower and retell it in words and in touch. You are lovely. Until it flowers again from within, its own self-blessing. We can teach and we can learn to share that, to teach them their loveliness. And we can help each other bloom. That is the true act of ministry, helping people bloom. But often, in religious community, we don't do that. We are human after all. We can teach unworthiness as quickly as we teach loveliness. It is easy to pass judgment when people don't live up to our standards, or any kind of standards, from education to taste, or from conversational abilities to appropriate political perspectives. It is easy to hold on to anger, to speak unkindly, or to get irritated at someone's failings, their quirkiness, or a different way of doing something. Unfortunately, even small unkindness, the judgments, or lashes of anger and irritation grow from some people's insecurities and feelings of unworthiness. We slip up. We act in ways we wish we didn't. We just don't put love and compassion first. And this is why the Unitarian Universalist congregations make covenants with each other. We covenant to journey together to discover the ways of love. We know beforehand that we will fail at this promise. So in our covenant, we pledge to try again 
when that happens. It's hard to think about teaching anyone their loveliness or remember one's own loveliness at times like these. Healing takes time. It takes effort. It means listening deeply, offering compassion, apologizing for harm done, forgiving the harm that's been done, seeking both solutions, discovering others' loveliness. These are all acts of love. So are smiles. Talking to someone we don't know. Inviting someone to do something or help us or help the fellowship. Supporting those who need our care. At Flower Communion, we celebrate love. We bring many kinds of flowers and put them together in vases. They are much more remarkable together than alone. The difference in sizes, the shapes, the colors, they bring out each other's best, blessing each other. And that is what love is. That is what ministry is. Coming together and doing the sometimes difficult work of acting with love and seeing each other's loveliness. And when we do, love expands and grows and everyone has the freedom to bloom. And this is what makes the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of, of McMinnville a spectacular bouquet, blessing the world with our beauty, our love, our passion, and our gifts. I'd like to invite you to spend a moment in meditation. As you sit in silence and reflection, If we could see the miracle of a single flower, our whole life would change. Consider a moment. Who are you? If you were a flower, what sort of flower would you be? What might you feel like in bud? What might you feel like in bloom? When might you be the most lovely? Finally, the earth turns towards summer. Most days are not much different than our long, gray, damp spring, yet it is different. Lush, vibrant greens drench the world. Flowers spring up from the earth in brilliant color. Rhododendrons froth in pinks and whites and petunias droop lovely over the sides of pots. Summer flirts, it is true, 
But nonetheless, we hear it singing of hope and joy. It is here. This morning, we celebrate this bounty of life. We each brought with us today to this place of community and love all the flowers we could find. Those growing in fields and forests, adorning our yards, or colorful from stores and shops. We chose these flowers for their beauty, and we brought them here to this place to share their beauty with each other. Each of these flowers alone is a special gift. No two of them are alike. We could spend all morning learning to know the special color, the structure, the fragrance of each flower. Together, as they are here, they take on a very different beauty. Together, they remind us of the richness and bounty of the earth and of the gifts that make both the universe and this congregation places of beauty, of grace, and wonder. We are like these flowers. Each of us is unique and different. It takes a whole lifetime to get to know anyone completely, to know their beauty, their gifts, their quirks. But when we come together, when we pile together in fellowship and join our voices and our hopes and our energy, something special happens. Our beauty is multiplied. Our gifts are increased. Our quirks are smoothed. We become a human community, a place where each is gift and each is a receiver of gifts. And this we symbolize with the flower communion. From many places these flowers have come to brighten the world for just a moment. From many places we have come to brighten this world for just a moment. Here, different gifts and shapes and colors combined to create grace and beauty, which is more than its parts. Here, each of us receives gifts we didn't have the wisdom to ask for. And here, each of us offers gifts we did not know were ours to give. In this world, all things are connected and interconnected. These flowers are made of star stuff. And we too are star stuff, carrying in ourselves the same life that struggled and learned to love. The flowers and we are gifts. And the fragile bridge across which life moves into whatever the future may be. Rejoice this morning in earth and in sky, in flower and tree, in life and in living life. I invite you to come up and select a flower, different from the one that you brought, one that particularly appeals to you. And as you take your chosen flower, note its particular shape and beauty, and please remember to handle it carefully. These are a gift that someone else brought to you. And it represents that person's gifts and therefore deserves your kindest touch. We will start with the front row. And each of you will have a time to come forward and take your flower. And as you do, please form the circle around the room. <laughs> <laughs> 